So finding balance through the through the body. Kind of four foundations of mindfulness, <coughs> and of the of the body, the the four postures of the body: standing, sitting, walking, reclining. And to find balance um, in all of these, it's it's really the quality of embodiment, the energy of embodiment, the vitality of embodiment, the presence of the body. You know how how you feel it, how you sense it. Mm. So we're not particularly, you know, we're not looking at the kind of nails, teeth, skin bit of it, but the, your own sense of it. How it feels to you, the kind of sense it gives you, that it's firm, fuzzy, painful, you know, bright, and you want to look to make it as comfortable, bright, supportive as possible. So the physical structures can help that. If you like, they are the, the frame. <clears throat> if they're properly balanced and steadied, then they tend to open up the energy channels of the body, so you get a brighter, more composed sense. If the physical structure is not balanced, then what happens is we either get dull or constricted or kind of closed. And this isn't even something you will necessarily realise because when the body closes down, in the process of that, of that happening, the mind and the mind states become more dominant. So we kind of gradually shift into a, to a mental space you know, where the thoughts, the moods, the impulses, the mental energies are present. So they're kind of, and they're both present all the time of course but you know the mind will tend to take over so you kind of you don't realize you're losing contact because you don't actually lose contact just the quality of contact shifts to being more mood based memory based perception based if you're happy or sad or always then it becomes more intense as we find ourselves involved with the thoughts and or we might say purely internal contact thoughts, feelings, recollections um, and so forth so you don't really recognise you've lost the body until you know, after a while you find you're kind of a bit slightly drugged feeling slightly intoxicated or or you know, obsessed even, mildly obsessive or deeply obsessive thought, thought patterns and it's kind of shifted, it's shift, you know, it's taken over. Mm. They're both, they're both running, for most people running all the time, you know, you can actually with your eyes open, there's a Dharma hall and people sitting here and then you close your eyes and that scenario disappears slowly, there's a kind of shift into a much more subjective um, frame of mind in purely internal or you know 
stories of our lives, the ongoing issues and things like that. There's used to sense of getting the balance of the the body to act as a support so we don't get drawn in requires some attention and there are two whether you're sitting, standing or reclining the body energy has to move around or be be reopened and there are two references to to bear in mind with the, we might say the internal skeletal or structural sense of upright or reclining whatever it is standing but a sense of having a particular internal form like a pillar and also the external, we have skin, we're, we're sitting, standing, walking within something. So there's also the periphery, the body, and the center. Periphery, center, periphery, center. If they're both there, then what happens is your energy has got a, a full domain, a full piece of territory to move in. So as you breathe in and breathe out, your energy tends to flow naturally between the center and the periphery. As you can actually feel your breath, your breath energy collect down to some kind of core quality, maybe somewhere in the lower abdomen, <coughs> maybe the back of the chest, but generally it's a feeling of in deeply internal quiet. And as you, uh, so as you, with a, generally on the out breath, and then as you breathe in, your energy moves up to the surface. You get a sense of expanding and brightening. And it can be a, a kind of a subtle sense of a, even a tingling towards the, the skin, towards the periphery. So energy then moves between the periphery and the center, periphery and center. And it's a gentle movement. But it's refreshing because it, it the whole system gets this gentle, refreshing vitality to it. And that gives rise to the quality of piti, rapture, which is a refreshing quality. It's conducive to concentration, samadhi. Because one is refreshed, the mind starts to feel happy and relieved. It's no longer, it's, it's got something settled to sit within this very quiet rhythm, unforced, happening, not, not done through directed willpower, but just it's happening, so the mind can just sit quietly in this, this rhythm experience, mind feels easy, at ease, tranquil. This is conducive to concentration, when the mind is happy and tranquil, it, sit, it sits down. It's quite happy where it is, it doesn't go playing where it shouldn't go. If it doesn't have that, then it doesn't sit down. It falls down, it stumbles, it tumbles, it lurches, it jumps, it runs, it skips, it flies, it darts, it pounces. But it doesn't sit, because it isn't really where to sit. <laughs> now when we experience the mind bouncing and jumping around, the, probably the reflex that occurs 
almost unconscious reflex is to try and stop it because we want to concentrate, so you try to hold it down try and stop that check that, stop that there's a kind of small tightening effect and the tendency is to kind of try and pull it back to the in this sense of the, the, the core or the centre, get to the centre again so you try and pull it in, pull it in, pull it in you know, just quieten down, quieten down calm down, sit, you know, like a, you've got a dog you know, a little bouncy puppy, sit, sit, sit try and hold it, get it in there, quiet down, don't bounce out so that kind of re- reflex occurs the puppy of the mind sort of cowers down for a while and when you're not looking it bounces out again because <laughs> it hasn't got anywhere really comfortable to sit because you're trying to make it sit on something that's it's it's like you're standing on one leg instead of two you've got to make some kind of a center but there's no there's no there's no span there's no scope there's no rhythm in it there's no, there's no rhythm, there's no energy, there's no vitality, there's no warmth, there's no flow, there's nothing comfortable or enjoyable. So it, who wants to, it doesn't sit there very long. Or if it does sit there, it sits in a kind of slumped state, well known to meditators. You know, it's kind of, kind of slumped, kind of collapsed or sunken energy pattern. Very, very common. Yeah, we try because the basic belief is to quieten down, and mostly what we need is to quieten up. Doesn't mean to be noisy, outgoing, you know, but just to actually lift up, expand, extend, so that the place you're sitting in, from the outward edge of your being right back to the most intimate point of the core, the whole of it is inhabited and it's alive because there's energy moving through that Mm. energy moves through those channels then it tends to not move through channels of greed lust, passion, fear, resentment, hatred, doubt, insecurity, worry, restlessness, the whole Caboodle, you know, which is what it will tend to do if it doesn't have anywhere good to sit. <laughs> you can't, you know, energy is just energy. You can't, uh, it's just what channels it runs down. You can't, you know, you may maybe very, very, have a lot of energy. You may not have very much. You may be quite low energy, not tremendously vigorous person or whatever. The resource is quite mild or small or whatever. That isn't the point. The point is what channels it runs down. If you've got your little bit, and you just just gently let that touch and move around, you've still got a whole body. You know, however you feel within that, you've still got the whole kit is still there. You've still got skin. If somebody touches it, you know. So if you've only got a little bit of energy, still that will definitely reach your skin and come back again. It doesn't have to be winging around like a ping-pong uh, ball. Just a gentle movement, breathing in, breathing. everybody breathes in and breathes out. There's nobody who can't do that. 
And it's that gentle movement that actually helps energy to move around. If it doesn't do that, it tends to stick or get stale or get carried away by the mental patterns, the patterns of becoming something or of not be, or of nihilism, of wanting to get into something, to wanting to get out of something, of wanting to get into some state of being, to wanting to get out of all states of being. You know, those kind of patterns. And on top of that, various um, actors, you know, the hindrances that carry out those kinds of um, mandates, messages. So it gets, the energy gets captured in that by the mind in an unfortunate way. Now this isn't of course the only way that we can practice, but it is a base. You know, we can practice with the mind itself, we can practice suffusions through the mind, but still recognize that when we do that, there is a sense, the basic mental suffusion pattern is to others as to myself. Extended, expanded, measureless. You know, it's not just me, 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 me. It's not just a purely internal, you know, tightening down, me and my, you know, my, my thing and my whatever. As to others, as to myself, it's not just to others. But So it moves. Outwards, inwards, outwards, inwards. That's the pattern. You do that through the heart base, or you do that through the body base. That's the pattern. Then, in that way, one establishes a healthy balance. My sense is that often the, the, the body bit is uh, afflicted, partly because we don't necessarily think of the body in terms of, of these energies. We tend to think of it in terms of the visual appearance of the body, or the health of the body, or um, strength of the body, something like that. You're more like the physical um, qualities, physiological qualities. But even a sick body breathes in and breathes out. It does, the energy does move however subdued it is. Um, so it's just to recognize that you're, you're not a thing, you're not like a, a particle, you're more a wave. It's continually waving. And they want to get that wave pattern to be as uh, helpful as you can. And it's really recognizing there is a wave pattern that's extremely helpful, which is breathing in, breathing out. You can just get to that and ride on that, follow the wave of that. And it is not purely an air-lung thing, as you breathe in and breathe out. As As your physical structures become more soft and released and you acknowledge the full presence of the body you you begin to these channels open up and you can feel the energy move through those channels this may not be that pinpointed clear it's not like you're tracing little lines of it but you get the general feeling of a kind of flush up you know a flushing up 
and a, and a, and a cooling down, a diffusion, and a, and a returning to center. There's a general sense of that. And you may you may have to track that in terms of particular areas like the palms of your hands, soles of your feet, face, um, behind the back of the nose, um, chest, abdomen, uh, various places you can, you may, it may be clearer for you. Mm. That's not really, you know, the main point mm. right now. The other thing that uh, tends to be a built-in uh, uh, obstruction, I, I guess, is is that this, when we cut the skin means uh, external, it, it also means contact, and, you know, that can be, have uh, um, all kinds of things going in it, you know, certain reluctance to, when you look at actually physically contacting other things or being contacted by other things, then there can be reluctance on, or need, feeling of not really getting enough contact or getting too much of it, wanting to close it down, wanting to have a bit more, wanting to get close, wanting to get far away, wanting to be left alone, wanting to be touched or seen or ignored or whatever. So there's all kinds of issues around contact with the external domain. And some of these are, are, are chronic, some of them are you know, afflictive. And in, um, so, you know, it can be eventually kind of, oh, we'll forget it. (laughs) Too much stuff (laughs) going on. You know, there can be a sense in which something just kind of reaches out and we get caught up with everything that's going on around us. You know, it's almost like when you overstep. Don't do this deliberately. It's a kind of reflex pattern. It's a kind of reaching out, overstepping, because we want to actually make contact. You know, we want to feel out what's happening around us, and, you know, is it okay, and how am I, and stuff like that. And there can be that. Or there can be the opposite where, you know, I don't want to know, actually. I just want to curl up in here. And uh, <laughs> and we might in fact have both of those going at different times, you know, <laughs> times when I just want to crawl under a rock somewhere, and times when I when I be kind of bathing in the sun. Those kinds of senses. And you know, you may find your own bits with that, stories with that. But here the aim is, is not really to deal right now with contact with other things, but just to come to the edge of one's own skin. It's your skin. How um, strange it can be to realize one is seen. You know, we, we have an external surface that other people see. You know, and what happens around that? So there can be that uh, 
all that around just coming up to the edge of your of how you sense yourself skin sense but if there is withdrawal from that then part of you you don't properly inhabit your skin you don't fill up you don't and your energy channels don't properly open as a kind of like was almost as if your hands are slightly contracted yeah. so you know just emphasize the the uh, need probably to develop that walking feeling the coolness against your skin feeling the movement of the body through a space not because it's anything particularly can be pleasant, unpleasant, but just to get to that particular area and feel okay there. And the whole body, you know, not just the face, but also the chest, the back, abdomen, front, back, lower body, legs. Of feet, soles of the feet, crown of the head. So it's like when you, if you have your eyes open, but rather looking, using them as visual organs to see out. Just imagine they're like, a, you know, your eyes are open, just feeling, feeling the eyeballs, feeling the physical sensation of the eyeballs. So you can rest in that. Mm what it's like to not be reaching out or closing down but just standing at the doorway when we take up a sitting position often the uh, just the physical requirements of the posture also mean you have to fully come into your body just because it is sitting down doesn't necessarily mean that you're really fully in it. So, you know, just to establish the position, push down through your tail in a suitable way. So you can feel as you push down through your tail, you feel what happens in the sacrum and the lower back. There's a kind of arching. This is good for posture push down and you feel your pelvis roll slightly forward as an arching in the lower back and that lower back arch which is slightly bowed in acts as a kind of spring springy support for the thorax for the upper body so you don't have to support yourself through the upper body through the shoulders which generally carry quite an amount of tension or through the diaphragm, belly, because you want to keep that as loose as possible so that you can, the breathing can operate. So you don't want those, the abdominal muscles to be carrying any weight. If they do, then that will restrict, hamper the breathing process. So you transfer the weight to the ground through the lower back. So simply speaking, again, this is pushing down through the tail, developing a slight bow in the lower back, 
that bow acts like a spring. It's not a rigid thing. It's a certain springy quality that lifts the chest region, the ribs region. And you just uh, align with that by keeping your middle of your back between the lower points of your shoulder blades, just keeping that tucked in as if it's, if it's moving towards your heart. Just as if someone's touching you gently between the tips of your shoulder blades. Yeah. So you just, but the, the main lift is through this arch, or this bow in the lower back. And the strength in that comes from the um, pelvic region, the buttocks and the pelvic region. Mm. So they act as your, your anchor. It means you have to really contact the ground firmly, like you really want to be here. Mm. And then it will lift you. And the beauty of that is that you, then you don't have to do the lifting, which is generally, you know, the way we operate is generally through the shoulders and, and then you get tense and tight. Or most often what happens is we, we tend to lose it and slightly hunch over. So then we're supported not by the, the bright posture, but just by the mass of the body. That is, you kind of on leans on the, on the belly, you know, the chest folds in and you kind of lean down. And just the basic fact that you've got some substance flesh here, it'll hold you up in a way. <laughs> kind of hang in on it. But that pressure down through the abdomen means that the abdomen can't flex and flow. The breathing closes down, you get dull. So you want to keep the abdomen expanded and free from tension. Mm-hmm. So the diaphragm muscle can move very easily. It's not carrying weight. That's a coarse thing, but a necessary thing to to develop it. Then you, then you, once you find that sense of strength, then you realise there's all kinds of bits you can now loosen up, like your arms, your shoulders, your neck. And you can just get the sense of really, how does this whole thing balance on that on that spring? Another useful position, the standing position. This is helpful because then, um, even easier in some ways than than the using the uh, lower back. You're using feet, the legs and the feet. So if you're requires in some way less effort but you you have to come down into your feet open the feet by opening the feet I mean you know if you when you if you imagine like stretching your soles of your feet so you're curling your toes up and back you'll open the soles of your feet sometimes you need to do that just to wake the feet up and lift lift the toes pull them back so your sole of your foot opens up you're really there, you know, you've got a whole foot there and you plant that in the ground so that the pressures are even on the front 
and the back of the foot, and you get the sense of the sole of the foot being like a hand, you know. And we are apes. <laughs> Should be able to eat bananas, you know, in our feet. So you kind of imagine it's like that, you really, you know, agile foot. And then you, if you keep your knees soft so they're not, so that the knees are slightly flexed, and you drop your tail, you relax your tail, what will happen is gradually the whole of the weight of your body will be carried straight down through your feet. And you have to find out the places where, where you unconsciously resist that, such as in the hips or the shoulders, and loosen up. So you give everything over to the feet. And it's really nice because you can kind of, wow, you know, the planet's holding me up. It's unusual at first, so it's disorienting, and uh, sometimes bits, muscles that have never, don't want to wake up, have to wake up. The, another advantage is that, that just by itself means your body has to open up. You know, automatically, the whole front of your body is, is opened. Just by that, you, one can't curl standing. doesn't doesn't go doesn't curl falls over so you almost you know can you put your foot in the door to prevent that 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 kind of curling up happening and uh, you know and then you say practice from the soles of your feet moving up through the upper body get the sense as if you're touching the space with the front of your body and the back of your body, just like you're kind of rubbing yourself against a towel or something, or water is spraying down warm water over over your form. So you get this sense of just really coming to the skin, the face, and then the crown of the head. As if the crown of the head is rather like the fingertip. You know, it's just poking up into space feeling out what's happening up there. What's happening up there is fine, actually. It's quite spacious, open. Nobody's pushing me down or the room. So this, you know, there's an involuntary, once one body recognized that, there's an involuntary opening up. It happens by itself. If you just check in with these places and you can stand. So whenever we're sitting, also recognize that standing is a perfectly valid thing to do if you want to, we're sitting for an hour and you want to stand up for some of that, that's really fine. Um, helpful rather than just be locked into some pattern hanging on till the bell goes. Mm. It's not a useful way to use a form. When you get the sense of that upright axis, then coming up to the to the the skin, the whole body, particularly the front and the face, the throat, the upper chest, keeping the arms from contracting. Let your arms be the joints of your arms be open. feeling space, 
standing within space, breathing in and out into space. And sometimes we sense withdrawals or resistances or tensions there and just keep breathing in and out. The breath rhythm is just a very comforting thing. It's yours. This is the one that's not going to leave you. This is the one you don't have to earn or be good at. And then you can take that back into sitting or move it into walking. See what happens as you walk along and you allow the movement of the body to feel unencumbered, you know, unabashed movement. <laughs>